Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian, a very good morning to you. Morning to you and how are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you, Brian. Why do you sound so down? Why do I sound so down? Mm. Not at all. You, Not at you, all. I'm you, you, you sound like the weather, Brian. <laughs> Not at all. Forget it. We need rain. That's good news. That's good news. Start the summer. You know, when I was a little boy, I wasn't allowed to swim until the first rains. Can't know why. My, the, the belief was that the first rains washed away all the germs. Ah. So I used to wait and wait and wait and wait. Well, if morning's rain, does that mean we can now start swimming? Because the pool's open next week. I, I usually get excited uh, at the first at the sight of the first rains because it tells me that spring is here. It's here. Maybe one or two, one or two more two night cold spells, and that's it. Exactly. Into summer. Exactly. And I'm a summer man. I'm an absolute summer man. Not down at all. Not down at all. So, Brian, uh, based on some of the questions that we had last week, there were lots of people that um, were asking about the issue of um, what was uh, uh, the uh, withdrawals from retirements and the ability to actually be able to access part of their retirement savings. So, um, and you went and did a bit of research on that. And let's talk about, you know, whether or not it is a good thing in the first instance to be withdrawing from whatever retirement funds you have, um, you know, in the midst of this difficult period that people are facing when it comes to their finances. Yeah, Kathy, I have mentioned it previously, and it's a very strange thing. The last thing Zuma did before he left his presidency was to create school fee, free uh, free schooling. And the last thing Tita Marini did in his role is to talk about being able to withdraw from your retirement funds, and then he left the scene. Very simply, I think it's a terrible decision. I do understand it's better to eat today. You know, if you need, if you've got money locked up in pension funds, but as I did say a few weeks ago, one needs to understand members of a pension or provident fund are at the moment, if they're in employment, cannot withdraw funds unless they resign or they're retrenched or obviously if they die. But they are all working because people contributing to pension and provident funds are working individuals and therefore they are able to put bread on the table. So why should you allow members to withdraw from retirement funds which are really under pressure? I mean, when you think about the number of people who can never retire because they haven't got enough saved, now you're going to take some of that savings, which is going to make the situation a lot worse, and you're now going to allow them to use it. You can use retirement funds already, as I've said also previously, for, for property, either purchase a property or if you are improving your property, but it has to go through the pension fund, and the pension fund's rules have to allow for members to either use your withdrawal benefit to act as security at a bank or any other financial institution that's prepared to give you a loan. In other words, your withdrawal benefit. So if you've got 30,000 or 40,000 withdrawal benefit, you can use that against 
alone. And some pension funds have built into their rules that you can actually loan money from the pension fund. Now, we had a caller last week who asked, why should I pay interest on my loan? Because the, the pension fund has the total fund company's money, all the members. And if one member withdraws, how do you effectively deal with that member having less in their fund? And then how do you debit that account with the interest earned or the growth earned? So they have to levy uh, some sort of interest charge in the pension fund. But let me say this act is by far agreed upon. Firstly, it's purely discussion. And there's still got to be meetings, and it'll, it'll only happen at the end of the year, the discussions. And then if anything happens, it'll only come into being next year. For me, the concern is that how are you going to police what this money is being used for? How are you actually going to police members? You've got 50 members coming into a company, 200 members wanting to make loans, withdraw. How are you going to police what they're doing with this money? And I don't need to tell you, South Africans, unfortunately, uh, on, are, are a little bit delinquent when it comes to being able to get their hands on money. But I do understand that uh, people need money. So I can only agree, I can only possibly be part of an agreement under where someone's not working and they've got money locked up in a retirement annuity, which you are not allowed to withdraw until age 55 unless it's 15,000 rand or less. I can understand there where someone's not working, not contributing, because there you've got proof. They aren't working and they're not contributing to allow them to withdraw because to have 20 or 30 or 40,000 sitting in a retirement annuity is not going to make an enormous difference uh, at retirement. For those contributing to funds on a monthly basis, it will make a big difference. So I certainly understand if you don't can't put food on the table, but where people are working, earning salaries, why give them the option to withdraw from retirement? You're only going to create bigger problems in the years to come. Mm. So, so Brian, j- just so that we are clear, the legislation currently does not allow for withdrawals from retirement funds. Is that the case? Yes. No, it doesn't allow unless you've been retrenched okay. or, you, or you're leaving. But the current legislation only allows members to withdraw for the purchase or improvement of property. Mm. But you have to satisfy the fund, the fund management that that's what you're doing, and the rules have to allow. Not every fund has that rule, but you can put that rule in. And, and so effectively, some of the changes that are being discussed would open um, would open up the, the, the criteria in terms of when one can apply and uh, the, the reasons why you are withdrawing or wanting to withdraw this money. Correct. And it's only proposals at the moment to yes, allow yes. to withdraw uh, and, and it would give way to prioritise their current needs. But besides the impact, how, how does a company or a fund management or trustees actually determine employee A and employee B who are making a request? How are they going to police this that's been used correctly? Because the idea was to pay off debt. But what debt? What debt are you talking about? You're talking about micro-lending debt? And then remember, it doesn't take long to get back into debt. Mm, but that mm. is purely a proposal, and we'll see some more discussions about it um, later in the year. So, so effectively, uh, Brian, you're looking at a situation where um, what is really being asked for is that Cathy is able to 
ask for, let's say, 20,000 rand from her retirement fund um, to go and whether it's service loan, buy food, whatever I'm using that money for. That's what is being asked for here. That's what's being suggested. But I keep mm. repeating mm. because people don't always hear. It's purely a proposal at the stage and you, and you cannot do anything other than for property or improvement of property. That's currently, if your pension fund or provident fund rules have that rule in, you can then talk to your fund managers. All right. Uh, We're going to open the lines. You, of course, will be able to ask Brian uh, questions directly in terms of whatever financial advice you may need. I'm also uh, seeing some WhatsApp messages coming through. The number to dial 011-714-2006. And on the WhatsApp line, it's 0614-104-107. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We're talking finance with Brian Hirsch. I'm taking your calls on 011-714-2006. Brian, I'm going to kick it off with Anonymous. You're calling us from Fosloris. Good morning, Anonymous. Hello, Katie. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Go for it, Anonymous. <laughs> I'm attempted to say welcome back, but it's been too long. Yeah, no, it, 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 I think we've passed that phase now. <laughs> but, but thanks for the thoughts nonetheless. What's your question for yes, Brian? Kathy, I've write to Brian uh, two times already. What I wanted to understand, last year in March, my Provident Fund paid out uh, the company that I'm not going to mention, uh, $53,000 from it and say the market has collapsed. Or the market, I, I think, literally right, I don't have it. But uh, with something like that, they took 53,000 runs from my payout. And then when I inquire, they said uh, the market uh, reacted to, 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 to COVID or maybe to the announcement of, of the lockdown that was pending at that time. But my application went in February. So now when they pay it out in March, they, they deducted that money. I wanted Brian to help me if that was legal or illegal. I'm not understanding what happened there. I even approached a PFA that he did not help me much because the guy who was helping me did not understand what he was doing. I had to tell him what he was supposed to do. Brian? That is a major problem. Because when you withdraw from a problem fund, you put in a withdrawal notice... And obviously, your fund, depending where your funds are invested, and usually the funds have some market link. I mean, most pension and problem funds today have anything between 45 to 65% of those assets in markets. So markets go up or down. So they can only give you an indication at date of the receipt of your withdrawal that what the value is. But they've got to sell units and whatever that market value is. What should happen? And what doesn't really happen is that the minute you note that you're resigning and they give you a figure, they should move your funds into a money market fund, which means there's no fluctuation either up or down. In some cases, I would have thought, you know, if someone told me they were getting a value in February and they're going to resign now, I thought the value of their portfolio would be a lot higher because our markets have gone up. But it is market-related. May I suggest that 
this particular call that we take his number down and I'll phone him off air and see, I'll, I'll make inquiries at the company that he worked for and find out the details. Or if you take him back, please, and get his number. All right, Anonymous, did you hear Brian's response? Yes, I heard what Brian said, uh, Katie. Okay. All right, so we'll connect you then with Brian Anonymous so that he's actually able to look a bit more closely at your matter. That, that will help me. That will help me very much. Sure, no no problem, Anonymous. Sponello, you're and calling us from Umlazi. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. Uh, morning, Brian. Um, I just want to clarify this one point. Mm. We're having a huge problem in South Africa as a whole where people don't understand the fundamental meaning of a pension fund and provident fund as to why it is created. You know, one needs to understand why these things are created and how they work before you start um, complaining and making suggestions about changing them. For example, the pension fund is primarily designed to maintain your standard of living until you die, even after retirement. So, for example, if you get paid 10,000 rand now, your retirement or your pension fund should be designed in such a way that whatever expenses you live on on that 10,000 rand a month are able to be sustained even after retirement. They're not meant to build your house. You build your house, you buy your property, your cars and everything with the income that you make during the time when you're working. Mm. That's why Brian is saying people who are contributing towards a pension fund or a retirement fund are not supposed to be withdrawn from that because those monies are calculated in such a way that when those money, when you retire, you do not take any money out. The interest of that money is equivalent to a monthly income that you are making currently, plus inflation over the years. So if you're getting paid 10,000 rand now, your pension fund should be in such a way that after inflation over that 20 or 30 years time when you retire, it is able to withstand whatever expenses you are going through. That is why your pension contributions grow up every month with inflation and all those things. So that's why I'm having a problem all the time when I'm having my colleagues complaining and saying they want their pension funds out. Because this is going to affect them in the long run. Mm. When they now yeah. retire and want to sustain whatever standard of living they're living, and the money that they're getting out is unable to do that because the interest payments, the monthly interest payments are not even to half of that. You know, Sponelo, I, I think a lot of it also has to do just with a part of our socialization. I, I remember growing up, and one of the things I would often just hear the adults talk about is how. Um, you know, especially those that worked as doctors or as, as nurses were, were withdrawing their retirement funds to build a house. You know, like, oh, somebody has just built a new house. Yeah, get your day retirement. You know, that, <laughs> that, you know, it's retirement money, basically. And, and it's, 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 a, it's an accepted... Mm, mm. It's not how it's supposed to be. You buy your property 20 years before you retire. Mm. You buy your vehicles and everything and pay them off before you retire. But is that is that realistic in in a country like South Africa with the kind of wage disparities that we have? Yes, it is. Because your your pension fund 
is calculated based on the income that you have at that point in time. So if you are permanently employed and getting paid 20,000 rand, your monthly contribution should be about 2,000 rand to 3,000 rand a month to sustain that interest income mm-hmm. over, depending on how much, how many years you have left to retirement. Okay, Spinello. You know? So these are all calculations that have to be done, but fundamentally, I think people who are employed are supposed to be taught what pension is and what it's for, so that they don't require pension from the government when they retire. All right. another second fundamental point of why pensions are made. Sponelo, we're going to have to leave it there for this morning. Brian, I'll give you a chance to weigh in on uh, the caller that we've just had after the 10.30 news headlines. Across South Africa, online and on radio, SAFM, let's talk. So we're still talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Brian, I just want to give you a chance to uh, perhaps comment on what Bonello was saying before I take uh, one more call. Uh, lots of voice notes also still uh, that we'll try and work through, maybe two or three of those. Okay, let me just make the comment. He's absolutely right. If we can get individuals to start saving from day one of work, they will never have a problem in retirement. The big problem in South Africa and other parts of the world mm. is people don't stay in the same job forever. What happens is they move around and every time they leave their job, they have a choice of what to do with their pension money. In the pension reform proposals, one was that when you left your job, you could not withdraw your retirement savings. It had to be preserved. That was, did not come into being. It's still under discussion. And let me again repeat, nothing has happened. You still, if you leave, you can withdraw. It's purely under discussion to try and preserve individuals' retirement monies. In the case of a president, so what happens if people leave their jobs and they don't preserve their money? In, they take their money out of the pension fund. So they get, they get years closer to retirement with no savings. The big co- the, the, the great idea, the utopian idea, is that we save. Australia, you start saving from day one. It's called superannuation. People have got enough money in retirement because every job they're in, they save and they preserve. Our problems in South Africa is firstly inflation. Retirement inflation is a lot higher than normal CPI. Longevity is another big problem. And also behavior, particularly behavior at retirement. As the caller mentioned, people take their money and go and do things with them which they shouldn't have done because they were planning for retirement. The big thing in retirement is there are three components you must try and have in place before you actually access your retirement money. One, you must have a home paid for. Two, you must have no debt. And three, you must have a good health care program. So if you can have that in place and your savings, then you're on the way to retirement. But remember, if you haven't saved for 40 years and you only start saving when you're 50 and you take money out when you're 40 mm. and you only start building up retirement funds at 50, you're never going to have enough to save. But you're either going to have to rely on government, find another occupation or rely on family because there's just not enough saved. So the whole question is about is saving for retirement versus withdrawing funds. I think withdrawing funds is a terrible idea and I hope that 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 proposal is rejected. Okay. All right. Brian, thank you for that. Let me quickly go to Dlamini. You're calling us from Tongat. Good morning. Good morning, Kerry. How are you? I'm well, thank you, sir. Yes. Uh, Look, uh, please excuse uh, bear with me for my poor English. Uh, I'm 
I've been a a government employee for quite some time, and I went on retirement in 2015. And uh, I took uh, my money and invested with a private company. Are you there? Yeah. I'm still here, Ntatitlamini. I'm still here. Yes. I invested in a private company. I've been getting a stipend uh, for the past uh, six years. And uh, from from the start, it was uh, about 80% of my monthly earnings. Now, over the years, it has just decreased to, to an extent that up to now, it's even about a quarter of what I was earning. I'm, I'm, I, I can't make ends meet. I can't do anything. I've got kids. I've got grandkids. Um, I was on medical aid. I had to cancel my medical aid. I'm on chronic medication. I pay about 800 rand cash every month. Now, what I wanted to is it possible for me to access part of my investment, about a, a thousand? I want to build a house. I, 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 when I was working, I did not. Uh, I was told I did not qualify for a RTP house, and I'm living in a rural area. Now my kids, my wife, and everybody, they want me to build a house for them. I, I can't afford. I wish I could access about a hundred thousand from my uh, investment. Is it possible? Okay, so let me let me answer the question. If it's voluntary money, and I doubt that this money that you're talking about is voluntary because it came from a pension fund, you cannot access the funds. The funds are now invested in either a life annuity or a living annuity, and therefore you can't access them. You make the comments that the value is dropping. That's because of inflation. And then I also said one of the big problems that people have in retirement is behavior. Now you're saying to me, I want to build a home for my children. So here you save money. When you retired, you had 80% of your income that you required, and that's now dropped. So now if you took money out, you'd have even less. And that's the whole concept about retirement. So I can say that if it's not, if you, unless you paid tax when you took the money, which I doubt, you would have moved it to a private pension fund to pay you either, as I said, a living annuity or life annuity. In a living annuity, you, you're entitled to draw between 25 and 17.5%, and that can be changed every renewal date. If you draw more than the fund earns, your capital will drop. If you earn, draw less and the fund performs better, your capital will go up. It sounds like you may have bought a life annuity, which means you give up the right to the capital, but you get a fixed pension. And your pension, obviously, is not inflation-linked. So, yes, unfortunately, what's going to happen, you talked about six years ago, in another six years' time, it's going to be worse. And that's why people need to consult with professionals at retirement or prior before retirement to determine what type of pension are you getting and to understand the implications that once you transfer, you cannot take money out other than the monthly income. Mm. And, and Can I withdraw from the from the company now and have all my money deposited into my bank account so that I do whatever I want to with it? If it's if if you if when you took the money out of the government fund and you pay tax and you invested in what's called an investment which was voluntary, in other words, you weren't forced to invest. You can then draw money. But if you transferred your money from government pension to another type of uh, retirement pension, like a living annuity or life annuity, you will not be able to draw any capital out. 
Thank you. Thank you. No, no problem. Thank you so much for that call, Ntatitamin. Uh, Brian, I just wanted to ask on the issue of how much one, you know, what is a comfortable amount to be getting? Because uh, Mr. Glamin was talking about how he gets about 80% of his salary um, from from these funds. Is, is that not too high? And do you actually have a say on how much um, you you would want at at the at the end of or every month, basically the kind of payouts you're looking at. Kathy, eighty percent of your of your final salary is a good figure because mm. in retirement your expenses should be down. You should have, as I said, no debt, so that should come off. And there are other things that maybe you're not spending. So I think if you can actually end up with eighty percent of your pension, remember that a pension is taxable. So you've got to deduct that. So if you're earning 100% of your salary at date of retirement, you've got to deduct all the deductions. There would have been pension fund contributions, mm. there would have been tax deducted, and there may have been other contributions. So if you at retirement get 80%, you're not far off what you were actually spending prior to retirement. And in the case of the, that gentleman, I mean, if you're talking six years later and you're talking inflation rates of around about 5%, that 80% today would be worth today somewhere in the order of 60% of what he was getting. I see. So, so, so that's going to happen. So what, you, what retirement you have to do at retirement is you have to really calculate how much will you actually need. You won't have school fees. You shouldn't have a home to pay, that you pay for. You shouldn't have debt. So you should be living on. So that is your target. 80% is a phenomenal target. That means he worked for government for virtually 35 to 40 years. So it's a phenomenal amount that he actually got. He's one of the few that actually can put himself in that situation. Mm-hmm. So you've got to do those calculations. You've got to work out, I need 10,000, let's say I need 30,000 rands a day, but of my 30,000, 12 to 15 is going on school fees, it's going on bonds, it's going on other debts. So I actually, if I retire today, however old I am, I would only need 15 if I didn't have all those costs. So at retirement, that's what you've got to be working on. 15,000, and, and with inflation, you've got to increase that figure by 5% a year, which means every 12 to 14 years, that 15,000 that you needed, you'd need double. So at a 14% at a, at a 5% inflation rate, someone who's spending 15,000 a month today in 14 years will need 30,000, and in another 14 years will need 60,000. And those are the calculations. The, the numbers sound mind-boggling, but if you start early and you keep it up and you keep preserving, you won't have a problem. Unfortunately, you're absolutely right. South Africans have struggled. They've struggled to live. They've struggled with debt, and it's very difficult to uh, find ways of saving for retirement. But I'm giving you the textbook stuff. I know it, I know it doesn't all work out. Unfortunately, that is the problem. Mm-hmm. And that's why you've got to be sitting down now, whatever age you are, wherever you are, and start looking at what is your situation going to be like in at retirement. Brian, always, always very helpful information. We've got so many WhatsApp voice notes. Unfortunately, we've just come to the end of the program for today. Uh, I I think we could well need to continue this conversation next week. Just, uh, Brian, based on the number of people that are asking about deductions from retirement and provident funds and retirement annuities, uh, there's lots of interest in this this topic. Just before... Normally, I would have dealt with next week as 
you know, questions. But yeah. let's carry on dealing where we are now. Yeah, that, that, that's fine, Brian. Uh, before I let you go, your contact details, please. 11 011-880-4888. 011-880-4888. Please, I need where you're phoning from, all your phone numbers and your questions. I can tell you this last week, I got nine calls. I didn't know what people, where people were phoning from. I tried to get back to them, couldn't get back to them, so I could not pass their question on to someone in your area. You have to tell me where you're calling from because if I call back and I can't find you, unfortunately, I'm not going to be to call again. All right, Brian, thank you so much again, as always. Talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Thank you all for the questions and the messages that you've sent through apologies that we haven't been able to get to all of them and we'll certainly continue the conversation next week.